start spreading the news. Welcome back to yet another episode, episode 11 of Start Spreading the News, presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the Capital Region's home for everything sports. Joining me is my co-host, Mike Compadre, and fellow SAD fan and CSMN co-founder, Kyle Milligan. Kyle, what's up, buddy? What's going on? It's not a beautiful day to be a Yankees fan. I am also sick, so I'm going to give you guys... The best energy I can here, and Trevor will kind of pick me up for where I leave off. But hey, let, let's uh, let's talk some Yankee baseball and try to be as uh, negative as we can here. Yeah. Um. Well, let's start off with the rough part, like we usually do. What does the AL East look like, Kyle? All right. So the standings update is in the AL East is Tampa Bay Rays are at forty-two and twenty-four right now in first place, absolutely dominating. The Boston Red Sox are thirty-nine and twenty-seven, right behind the Rays. In second place, Toronto is in third place at 33 and 30, and the New York Yankees are at 33 and 32. They are eight and a half games back from first place. They are one game away from being back to 500. If you remember, I think in episode six, maybe seven, we got above 500 and we said never going back. Well, Yankees fans, we are one game about one game away from going back to 500. The Baltimore Orioles round out this list at 22 and 42, and they are in fifth place. That's the standings. Yeah, dude, Baltimore's been rough of late. Yeah, I think they won like 15 road games in a row. So They are 5-5 um, five and five in their last 10. <laughs> I mean, that might be on the up and up for the for the Orioles, but it, they've been Definitely exciting in the we. minor league system. I've been seeing all of David's retweets about Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez. They're going to be, dude, low-key could be very scary in the future. Yeah, they're going to have a good squad. And um, if you listen to Call to the Bullpen at CapitalSportsMN.com or on our Instagram at CapitalSportsMN, you can kind of hear all about, you know, all the prospects in baseball. They do a really good job of not only covering the major league, but also covering all the minor leagues. And, you know, here we're strictly to talk Yankees baseball. So, Trevor, what happened this week? We start out, we had a, a short week, five games this week only, three against Minnesota and two against Philly. We start out game one against the Twins. A good one, Kyle. One of the one of the lone bright spots of the week. The Yankees take game one, eight to four. Homers by the Sanchez and Miggy, uh, Gary's seventh. Um, Gary is, in fact, scary again, which is great to see. He's been swinging it at the dish. Uh, Andrew Har's fourth of the year. He's also been fantastic of late. Monty goes five and two-thirds, gives up eight hits, uh, three earned, six strikeouts. A good start for Monty in this game uh, altogether. Uh, game two, uh, again, uh, taking a dub. Nine to six over the Twins. Was this... Who started this game for the Twins? I forgot. It wasn't Hap, was it? Uh, the last game with the Twins? No. No, the no. game Hap, two. Who Hap, I believe, two? started the last game with the Twins series. I'm not really sure who started this game. Wait, so the game the Yankees lost was the Hap game? Yes, oh, I cool. believe so. I, I'll, dude, check while so you're, I'll check while you're giving them the recap, but I'm pretty so sure. So out of touch. But, Sorry. again, great, fantastic game. Uh, Judge hits his 15th. Two homers by Giancarlo, his 11th or 10th and 11th. And Anduhar, again, for the second game in a row, hits his fifth of the year. It was a cold day. He went six innings, giving up five hits, two earned, and punching out nine. Yeah, so in that second game of the series, I want to go back to real quick. J.A. Happ had, it was J.A. Happ was a starter, and he pitched five okay, innings. Okay, so we won the J.A. Happ game. Uh, yes, that that was okay. the last game of the, no, we that was the last game of the series. I'm sorry. He pitched, he, he pitched game, game three. three. Yes. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. He pitched game three. All right. I, I didn't know. I didn't, forgot what game he well, pitched. I'll give you your, his stats when when you're ready. And we still lost this game. 
Yeah, so game three, uh, Twins seven, Yankees five. Homers from uh, Stanton and Urshela. Stanton's 12th of the year. Urshela, his seventh. Chapman, probably his worst outing of the year. Um, It actually is his worst outing of the year. He literally faced four batters. All of them scored. And he gave up a two-run walk-off home run to Nelson Cruz, which, you know, Nelson Cruz is probably flat out one of the top five hitters in the league. So, you know, it's it is what it is, but uh, it was tough for him to come in and give up four. Mike King started this one. He went three and two thirds, four hits, two and three Ks uh, as their starter. Yeah. So Jay Happ started on the other side. He had five innings, eight hits, four runs, four earned, one walk, two strikeouts, and two home runs. He went 101 pitches, although the Yankees really roughed him up because he ended up settling in. And uh, this was just bad. You know, the Yankees were in front all game, and you know Chapman went out there, and he just, uh, you know, kind of blew it. I think kind is an understatement. Like, he did blow it. He was bad. He was really bad. But, you know, it is what it is. You can't expect him to be perfect all the time. But I believe his ERA is now almost at two, which if you would have told me that Chapman's ERA was at two at any point during this season after the way he started, I would have called you crazy. But Well, he's lucky. He's lucky that extra innings don't count towards ERA because I think his ERA would be more like a three. Oh, I didn't know they didn't count towards extra innings. That's 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 weird. I um, mean, you have a runner on second, I, I understand. so no, so maybe maybe they do. Maybe they do count it. Maybe they just don't count that's, the first runner. That's why his ERA is kind of high. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe they don't count the first the the second the man on second. Maybe they don't count that towards the ERA. Maybe but that, I'm not okay. Sure. That would make more sense than yeah. not counting anything. Yeah, it would. All right. So then we had Friday off um, day to kind of reset from the bad loss. And take to Philly, where Philly is, you know, you know they have good pitching and you know they have a decent offense, but you know against the Yankees it should be, you know, at worst a split. Quite frankly, Saturday's game just it looked awful. And Kyle, you can give us a firsthand experience. Kyle was sitting right there behind the Yankees dugout. Just give us a feel for what Citizens Bank Park is like. Yeah. So first of all, there was thirty-eight plus thousand, so that was really awesome to see. It was a full house you know, from the field level to, you know, the upper decks, absolutely full. And it was awesome. You know, a lot of Yankees fans showed up in Philly this weekend, and a lot of Yankees fans came back to New York very, very disappointed. Um, And I was one of them. You know, I I was happy that the Yankees struck there in the the ninth inning, scoring three runs. DJ hit a three-run bomb in the ninth uh, to tie things up and gave the Yankees a chance at extra innings. And then, you know, once again, you know, Chapman Chapman failed us once again. And, And Chad Green pitched awesome. Zach Britton was back, so, you know, just just a lot of, uh, you know, nonsense going on with the Yankees. What can go wrong will go wrong. The guy that we were asking, you know, a few episodes ago if he could be a Cy Young in Chapman, you know, is now losing games for the New York Yankees. Yeah, and let me tell you, dude, J-Mo took them out in this one, and if I were you sitting in Citizens Bank Park and he comes out after a third of an inning, one out. He got one out, gave up five hits, four and runs. I don't know if I would have had a voice yesterday. And I think I would have continued to chirp him, especially from where you were sitting, the entire game. Yeah, I was right behind um, right behind, behind the very right of the dugout. So more closer, way closer to home plate than I was to third base. At what, at what point do we just give up on him? Like, is it, are we anywhere close to that point? Are you talking about Tyone? Yeah. Um, until, you know, someone else steps up, he has to pitch, you know, he has to pitch until someone else steps up or if someone else comes. Cause you know, it's like, of course you, you he's not doing good and you would like to replace him right now, but who is there, you know, who, who's next in line? That's the problem. 
that's a big problem. And, you know, it, I think that's just like overall, I think I was just more mad because like I was on my way to work while listening to the games. Like I just didn't want to go to work to begin with. So then to add on top of that, like just pissed me off even more. So like you said, the Yankees made a good comeback. Uh, Sanchez, Odor, and uh, LeMahieu all hitting homers in the game. DJ obviously with a big one to tie it up at seven in the top of the ninth with one out. Um, and then to Sunday, um, really not much you can say about Sunday. Just overall, just a horrible performance. Overall, uh, just Phillies, happy that I didn't go on Sunday. Even though I saw a loss, I saw a good loss. I don't know if there's ever such thing as a good loss for the Yankees anymore. I like mean, for a fan, they that turn, buys, they for turn a fan? it around. No, but like they turn it around and like think they're going to win the game. And then they just lose it on a walk-off single. Like, especially in an inning where they definitely could have played much better defense. Like Chapman had the throwing error. Um, like they literally gave themselves up in that inning and he just, he blew it. So I agree. But for a fan, you know, if you're going to buy tickets and you're guaranteed a loss, which we weren't, but I'm just, you know, um, just imagine that you're guaranteed like a loss. Were, like, yeah. That's the one you would pick. Like there, you still had that. Uh, at least you had, you know, like you had an exciting moment. Like yeah. you were down, but you were backs against the wall and they hit a home run, three run homer to tie it. Like I get it. Exactly. Um, Herman took them out in this one. He goes four and a third, gives up 10 hits, seven earned runs. Just again, not. Not good. Not good at all. He's one of the guys that you got to cut some slack because, you know, he was throwing strikes, wasn't walking guys. They just hit him around. And, you know, Philly's bats have been good all weekend. So they, they really, uh, you know, took off and, and never looked back. Right. It was more on, you know, I, in in this game, defensively, like, or, or pitching and defensively, I put it more on, you know, I, I credit the Phillies more than I discredit the Yankees. After another awful week, two weeks to be exact, three and seven in our last ten, Let's hear Aaron Boone's reaction when a reporter asked him if the Yankees have become used to losing. Uh, Ken kind of touched on what I was going to ask, but do you sense there's a fatigue in the dugout, maybe a complacency as these losses pile up where uh, guys are just almost getting used to losing here? No. Why not? I, I, I know them too well, and, and I don't think there's any getting used to freaking losing. Hell no hell out of here with that trevor I'll, I'll let you go first here reaction to those comments all right i'm gonna start off with the question i myself am a big brian hoke fan um i think he's awesome he covers the yankees well that's just a, like a gutsy question to ask the manager in my opinion i know he's doing his job but like dude read the room like you can tell obviously he's frustrated with how the yankees have played and you know, rightfully so, like, but that's just, I, I don't, if, if, <laughs> if he came up to me and was like, are you guys just like used to losing? I think I might've just walked out of the media room and I think it's credit to Boone for not like doing that. And, you know, answering the question, even though he like gave a sarcastic, an- like not even a sarcastic answer, like he gave like a bad question, uh, a, a bad answer where he's just like, no, like, and then he just kept going on about it. Like, but like to ask him if he's like used to losing is borderline insane in my opinion. Yeah, so l- let me let me say this first. It's clear that Brian Hoke is a Yankee fan, you know, and and also a reporter for the New York Yankees and um sorry, for MLB, he covers the New York Yankees. And it's just honestly like no one else is going to ask it, you know, and and that is honestly what it takes to get Aaron Boone fired like or er, er, fired up. Like that's 
you have to go that far to get Boone to say something other than, you know, I fear we're I feel like we're right around the corner or we're just we have a thing or two to fix or, you know, I like the at bats we're seeing. You know, the, the reporters, you know, they are supposed to, you know, get as good of information, as good of stuff as they can, and they, they don't get anything for Boone. So a little frustration, I know, made a lot of Yankees fans happy, and I, and I was definitely one of them. I mean, if you if you look at the weekend, man, a lot of disappointment. One close game, and then one just absolutely, you know, a, a murder. You know, it, it was embarrassing, an embarrassing weekend, and so far an embarrassing season. So I have no problem with this question. I think uh, the reporter's job is to get as good of content as you can without going over the line and asking if, you know, your players are getting lo- used to losing. I don't I don't think that's crossing any line because I do think that players get used to losing. I, I really do. And that's why a lot of them take, you know, the money somewhere where they're not going to win. So th- that's my that's my take on it. Yeah. I, I mean. Someone needed to ask little... it, Trevor. Someone needed to ask it. Oh, a hundred percent. And I like, like I said, get like hoax is doing his job, but like read the room, bro. And what are they going to do? Kick him out of Yankee stadium? Brian Cashman, you know, he's a moneymaker for Brian Cashman. You know, the more he tweets about the Yankees, the more attention the Yankees get. And also if you think about it, what are they going to like? What are they going to do? Honestly, what are they going to do? Aaron Boone's closer to getting out of there than Brian Hoke is for sure. Hoke's been around for what? 30 some years, right? Hoke? Yeah. No. I believe he's up. Up. He's been there for a while, Trevor, since yeah, the old 30. stadium. Okay, I'm not exactly sure how many years it was, but I know it's a longer time than Boone's been there, and uh, you know it's, it's his job. It really is his job. Anyway, Luis Severino at his rehab start in high A ball was walked off the mound after suffering an apparent leg injury. He underwent an MRI on Sunday and will be reevaluated by a doctor on Monday, which was yesterday. So, Trevor, reaction to this. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about who's the guy to replace Tyone, and I think all of us were expecting it to be Seve. Um, and this is just meta- like no need to be like lack of words here, but it's a kick in the balls to be honest with you. Like this dude was looking great; his velo was up. He was looking better than ever. He was running through hitters at exp- at extended spring training, except for Dominguez. And then he was just ripping through high A. And then this. Like, it was the worst 25 minutes in Yankees baseball because Tyone got shelled. And then this news came out that he came out of his start. The worst uh, thing uh, the, the worst thing about this, Trevor, why it's a, a big kick of the balls is the fact that as a Yankee fan, you have to expect the worst when it comes to injuries. You just do. So, yeah, you know, I literally you see... text, like, when the video came out, I think in our group chat, David sent the video and Brandon got – Brandon was like – all right, right now, like, we need to do this. And I said, read the room. And then I said, I told him, I was like, look, I'm just going to expect torn ACL. So that way when it's not, I'm not as upset as, like, if it's just, you know, like a groin injury. Like, it looked like it was a groin injury. Yeah. It looked like his groin just tore straight off of his body. Like, that's what it looked like to me. So And let's let's hoping... make it clear for our listeners here. Trevor's not, you know, wishing any, you know, torn ACL on Severino at all. He, um, he wants Severino to come it's back. It's called healthy. optimism, right? It's it's called lack of optimism. Is, is what it's it's what it is. Um, That's a fair point too. Um, you know, you just got to be hopeful. You know, and and would we be surprised? I, I mean, he's never had a lower body issue. It's always been the arm. So yeah, 
it's always been the you gotta, it's always been upper bunk with him. You gotta hope that uh he he's it's not as serious as you know some people expect it to be. Uh, there's been literally no talk besides reporters. You hear nothing from the Yankees besides that he had an MRI on Sunday and he's getting he was getting looked at on Monday. So that's all we got for you. That's all we can give. And that from this point on, it's just you know, hope, hope and pray. So yeah. the current records indicate that it'll take 93 wins total to get the, to the postseason for the Yankees. The Yankees need to go 60 and 38, a 99 win pace that is, the rest of the way to get there. And that's just to go on the road in the wild card game. So, not good. Trevor, my uh, question to you is, can the Yankees still make the playoffs? I mean, can they still make the playoffs? Yes, with the talent that we have. At this point, do I think that we're going to make the playoffs with the way we've been playing? Don't, like, like, clap back at me, please, but I don't think they're making the playoffs, to be honest with you guys. it's. I think I've lost optimism with this team at this point. Yeah, that's right. You, you, it's better that you give your true opinion to our listeners. You know, that's that's I'm sure what they want. You know, some more than others. Some want to hear that. You know, they're going to turn this thing around. But you know, we've been saying that to you all for episode after episode after episode, and it just hasn't happened. So why do we keep giving our listeners and ourselves, you know, false hope? I'm going to say a 99 win pace. Uh, the last three years that were full game seasons, we won over 100 games. So yeah, it's possible. And yes, we've had slow starts during those three years. Um, any as slow as this? No. Um, but, you know, do they have the right guy leading them? Not sure. Do they have the right players? Of course. Um, yeah. And that's what, you know, the players are going to have to step up. And I'm sorry, but they're going to have to do it themselves, and they're not performing. So that they really have to uh, – their manager will fight for them um, on occasion. But let's be real. Out of all the guys in that dugout, uh, thank God Aaron Boone won't hear this, knock on wood, um, it looks like Aaron Boone cares the least. You know, that's the first time we've really heard him – that frustrated ever in my opinion ever yeah it's so hard it's so hard to be optimistic about this team really is zach Britton is back there's some you know optimism right there one clean inning with one strikeout in philly his first appearance of the 2021 regular season so you know our our once nominated cy young award winner is is back zach Britton. yeah no uh, this is definitely something to be excited about i'm very excited to have Britt back it's uh He's one of the best we have, so uh, it's good to see him back out there and, you know, hopefully continues to, you know, progress in his injury recovery and see where we can go from there. You know, and they, they brought Justin Wilson on board to uh, fill the, you know, to, to fill the – I'm not sure if Wilson was there before or after Britton was injured, but they, they brought well, him. Well, Britt's, Britt's been injured since, like, the first, like, week or two of spring training. Right. So I think Justin Wilson was at it after. So right. I think so, he was there to fill that void. And, you know, he didn't do the job that necessarily that Britain can do, but, um, you know, who can almost at this well, point? Well, here I was about to credit um, someone, and that would be Lucas Licky. I think he has done, um, you know, for it being his first year in the major leagues, I think no, he has. since 15. But, yeah, he went above and beyond what we could have right, ever right. expected. He hasn't played yet. Right. I'm sorry. He hasn't played in six years. Um, that That's Outstanding. And the MLB hasn't played in six years. The outstanding job he has done. I'll I'll pull up stats in a little while. Um, More optimism. Darren O'Day is throwing flat grounds at Yankee Stadium. That's something to be hopeful about. And another one to be hopeful about is that we have a new left fielder in town. Miguel Andujar is 13 for 38. He's batting a 342 with five homers and 10 runs in his last 10 games. Trevor, 
Looks like rookie Miguel Andujar is he our starting left fielder? Will you finally say the word? Yeah, because he, he's better than Clint at this point. I mean, I'm still holding out optimism for Cattell Marte and David Peralta being our left fielder, or not? Yeah, being our starting left fielder and starting center fielder. So I'm not gonna say he's like our definite starting left fielder, but as of right now, like he is, like that's our guy. Yeah, and here's Lucas. I, and Sorry, he could play. He could play like. 885 defense out in left field. If he's going to keep hitting like this, like I'm okay with it. His arm, too. Outstanding. He's already got eh. more putouts than most of the guys on our team. Yeah, I guess. But, not, I mean, I'm not really signing up for defense here with Miguel Andahar. Anyway, I'm saying he can play the position, and he's one of the only guys hitting. So he is our left fielder. Um, yeah, 2000, 2000, I was just ready to call him that uh, when he was struggling, too, because I knew his bat would come around and you just weren't willing, and you finally are. Not really set on the defense, not long-term. It sounds like you you don't want him to be our starting left fielder long-term, but, you know, until someone else shows up and does better than him, I am, you know, all in on Miguel Andujar. And here's Lucas Lickie's stats, by the way, for the 2021 season. His first since 2015, 23 games, 2-0 win-loss record. His ERA is 2.78 and 32.1 innings with 33 strikeouts and 0.93 whips. So absolutely outstanding for, you know, the role that the Yankees expected him to come in with. And he has definitely, you know, he's come in in some clutch situations and gotten the job done. You know, he's not just bum time. It's not just garbage time for Lucas Lickie. So our questions of the week for the people that responded to our Instagram story at Capital Sports. I if you missed it this week, no worries. We're going to do it again next week. Um, so here's some of our questions from our listeners at Berkeley five mixtapes. This is a tough one, Trevor, <laughs> I guess. Now I'll let you go first. Answer this question first. Would you trade Garrett Cole, a Roldish Chapman and Jordan Montgomery for Jacob deGrom right now? I, I, I don't know how to answer this question. Cause like, if I say no, like I feel like people would be like, Oh, but he's like, he's probably going to win the NL MVP to me. It's just like Cole you can't give up on Garrett Cole this quickly, even though like not saying that we would be giving up on him. He has no, like he's seven and three this year with like a really good ERA. Chapman's just had a bad week and Montgomery's been solid for the Yankees. So uh, for me, uh, no, uh, I I would not trade those three for DeGrom right now. Yeah. You know, it it becomes, what do you think has more value? And you know, if we were in the NL, maybe I say yes, because he is raking, but um, and we need as much hitting as we get. So if every fifth day we got a slugger in our lineup at the nine hole, I would kind of take it over Brett Gardner. Anyway, um, we're in the AL. You know, you don't hit. And, you know, Cole isn't, you know, that much of a drop-off of DeGrom. I would, I definitely admit that DeGrom is better than Garrett Cole um, right now. But he's also, you know, he's three years younger than DeGrom um, right now. So I, I'm also going to stick with Garrett Cole. You know, he's that New York guy. Um, you know, obviously Jacob DeGrom too, but... Cole uh, bleeds. The Wait, pin- how old is Degrom? He's thirty-two or thirty-three, I believe. Holy, I did not know that. I thought he was like twenty-nine. I he thought started he was the same late. Age as Cole. He started very late. That that's why um in that group chat it's always like, will he be in the Hall of Fame? He needs more innings. Um, so it, oh, of course had, he'll no, be in the Hall of Fame. To be honest with you, Kyle, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, he, he started was, late. I thought, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was the same age as Cole. Yeah, I'll pull. I'll pull that up. But and then Jordan Montgomery is kind of like, eh, you know, sometimes good, sometimes really bad. Um, like, if he was one of the names that got traded this July, like, I wouldn't scoff at it. Like, you know what I mean? Right. He is another arm, though. So, at least that would force them to finally, you know, stamp Davey Garcia in the rotation. At least you would think. Um, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, I get you. Uh, so, yeah, here, here's 
DeGrom is 32 years old. He has 193 career starts, 76 wins, 53 losses. Um, not great, but you got to remember he doesn't have. Yeah, he plays um, for the worst. He he's played statistically for like the worst team. One of like, the worst. As yeah. far as Over run his, support. Yeah. Yep. And and he has a whole load of strikeouts. Um, about 200 more than, um, innings. But you know, once again, you know, I'm taking the guy that has been doing it for a while. Uh, and and he has not. You know, his numbers weren't as good as Degrom. They never really have been. Um, but you know, he he is there every year. He hasn't dealt with you know, the constant injuries, and I'm keeping Garrett Cole, and, and also it puts a huge void in our uh, dugout if we get rid of Chapman. And, and, yeah, and a, another starter. You're giving up two starters and a bullpen piece um, for, for a better ace, and, and I'm just not really with that. And I think I think DeGrom's even more of to the point where he's more injury-prone than Cole is. Like, knock on wood, but Cole has not, you know, been injured to the amount of times that DeGrom has. Like, we've seen DeGrom as you know, come out of starts or miss starts. Like he hasn't missed a long stretch, but he'll go a couple days like without starting. So, I mean, that's, I'll give, like I would keep Cole just because of that reason. Yeah. All right. So at Charlie Ginger nine, if you could bring back one non-player to this franchise, who is it? And he commented, mine is Joe Torrey. Trevor, who's yours? Well, can I tell you who it's not? And that's Larry Rothschild. That guy (laughs) stinks. But, the one guy I am bringing back is uh, Kevin Long. He was the hitting coach on the 0-9 team. Um, he's been with the Mets. He's been with the Nats of late. Um, you know, I think Thames is good. He's Ultimately, he's been, like, better um, as far as, like, the fiery side that the Yankees don't have right now with um, Aaron Boone. Like, you saw, like, last week he started screaming at the umpire and got Mendoza ejected. But, yeah. um for me, I think it's Kevin Long. Kevin Long just worked with hitters. I think he was Jeter's he was Jeter's hitting coach for most of his career. They had a really good, um, you know, relationship. So I'm going with Kevin Long. Yeah. So my pick is actually going to be someone that we matched up against in Philly this weekend, and I, I would just want this to be a one year run, unless we won a championship. And it's not possible to get Joe Girardi right now, but it would definitely be Joe Girardi. I, I know there's questions about how he handles a bullpen. But, you know, Matt Blake is a very smart, you know, an educated young guy that d- does a lot of the analytics thing. And I think he could help out Joe Girardi much more than Larry Rothschild. Um, you know, I-, I just think Joe Girardi calls guys out, and that's what we need. I-, I mean, you never see. Maybe Aaron Boone addresses them as a team in the locker room. But I really doubt that he ever says a name in a group situation. I really doubt he ever goes to a guy and says, this is unacceptable. I think it's more like, what can we do? You know, at some point... You know, these major le- leaguers need to, you know, get a talking to. You know, they, they are paid so much. Um, we have one of the highest payrolls in baseball to be competitive every year. And right now what the Yankees doing are unacceptable. And your manager, um, you know, wears the biggest hat in the dugout. So, you know, a lot of this is on Boone. And I would like to see Joe Girardi give it a chance with these guys because um, that just seems like impossible. But, you know, if if I could switch managers, definitely would. Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think it is – like, I was hard on Girardi. I really was. I mean, I think that's always because if you don't win a World Series as a Yankee fan, like, it's – like, it's a bust. So, for Girardi, but I think it was because of Rothschild. I really do. I think Rothschild was so bad at what he did that it was almost like he they both couldn't manage a bullpen. So, now that they have Blake, I feel like, you know, Girardi might – be a guy that they try and bring back they always hit with Girardi 
And, and they still hit bombs with Girardi. Like, they still hit a lot of home runs when Girardi who was there. So, I know it wasn't Kevin Long. So, who was the hitting coach? With Why am I blanking on the hitting coach when it was Girardi, with Girardi? Not sure. Uh, look that up. I'll get on to our next question. Alex underscore Choffee, CSMN football and Section 2 reporter. What does Aaron Boone have with Cashman that makes him still have a job? I'll, I'll start while you look that up, Trevor. Um, you know, if you guys remember, we played it on the podcast for you, I think maybe week one, um, episode one, and Cashman had said while they were climbing a rock wall together on a date, he said, I would sign, re-sign this guy for 10 years if I could. Now, for those of you who don't know, manager Aaron Boone, his contract is up after this season, so there's not been an extension, so it clearly tells you that. You know, the Yankees are waiting on something. And, and what is it? It has to be a World Series if we're the New York Yankees. It has to be the World Series. So I think what Boone has with Cashman is a chance. He has a chance. And, you know, he, he has had, you know, in my opinion, three very successful seasons. You know, last year was a bummer. It really was. I think we went 33 and, and 29. 27. Yeah, 27. So not good. That was a real bummer. Um, and this year, we're kind of in the same spot as we were after 60 games. I believe the exact same spot after 60 games um, that we were in last year. And we just didn't perform in the playoffs. Luckily, we have more time to get hot. Um, or we have more time to, you know, let the house burn down. Yeah. You know, Choff, I don't really know if I have an answer for you for this question because it, it, I go back and forth. I don't really know. The only thing Aaron Boone has under his belt is a home run in Game 7. That's all he's got. And I think they're just hanging on by a thread at this point. And I think they're just going to wait out the rest of the year and let them go. That's the only thing I could think of. The only thing that stops that from happening is a a championship. Please, please let that be the only. I don't care if we're down 2-1 to in the ninth inning of the World Series, Game 7, and Chapman gives up a two-run bomb to lose 3-2 to to the Dodgers. Oh, my God, Kyle, if it happens again, I'll... Oh well, God. well, listen. I don't, I, what I'm saying is that I don't care if that happens. I want Boone gone. Like it's, it's no matter what the circumstances, it's win or or, or you're fired. That, that's why what it am would I be gonna? To, why am I gonna have a dream of Tatis and walk off home run off Chapman in the World Series this year? We need the younger Steinbrenners to become the older Steinbrenners. You know, the game, never. the game is evolving. You'll never, we'll never have another George Steinbrenner ever again. The game is evolving. Ownership, not really. Not really. You know, there's Correct. there's not many owners that will call out, you know, players. And and mm-hmm. I think that was one of the things that made us the New York Yankees. What do you got for our trivia last week, Trevor? Well, last week's trivia question. Which former Yankees pitcher donned the nickname the chairman of the board? Your options were Mariano Rivera, Roger Clements, Whitey Ford, and Don Larson. Kyle, your answer was Don Larson. Sorry. Now, I'm a little disappointed because that means – Kyle does claim to have watched a lot of Old Timers Days, but if you listen to Old Timers Day, um, you will always hear this man as Michael K. always introduces him as the chairman of the board, and that is Mr. Whitey Ford. Unfortunately, he has since passed um, in the short time since we've started this podcast. I believe he passed away right before the season started this year, Um, but he is one of the best pitchers in Yankees history all time. But Kyle, I pose this question for you. For this week's edition of Yankees Trivia. Glaber Torres became the third Yankees player to make two all-star teams before turning 23 years old. Wild, right? Absolutely. Who are, who are the other two Yankees players who have 
made the All-Star game before turning 23. Is yep. it Don Mattingly and Willie Randolph, Yogi Berra and the aforementioned Whitey Ford, Mickey Mantle and Joey DiMaggio, or Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra? Those are some good players right there. <laughs> some very good players this year. And I honestly think that this question is twice as hard as any question that we've had yet, even though I'm over 2. I am over 2. Yeah, you are over 2. I ate myself in one for one. I'm going to say I'm pretty sure Mickey Mantle had a slow start to his career. So I'm going to skip over Mickey Mantle. I want to go. I feel like Don Mattingly just killed it from the second he stepped in to the second he got away. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go with, I guess, I, I guess I'm going to go with Don Mattingly and Willie Randolph. Find out on next week's Based episode. on Don Mattingly. I'm not really sure about w- Willie Randolph. Okay. Well, we'll find out next week on uh, the 12th edition of Start Spreading the News. Quick look ahead. Starting today, you'll be listening to this podcast on Tuesday, recording on Monday. We have three games against the Toronto Blue Jays. All the games are in Buffalo in, at the Toronto Blue Jays AAA facility. And then the Yankees are back home. Uh, for three games versus the Oakland Athletics, uh, an exciting series to open up. Uh, I think I believe they have another short homestand, like six games or something like that. So, um, I believe we don't have another homestand over like seven games for the rest of the year. It'll be a good one against Oakland. Kyle, take me out. Yes. Yeah, so we just got to hope to turn things around. You know, the, another divisional matchup. It's huge for us. Oakland, a team that has been around in the playoffs the last few years, um, two tough games. Uh, honestly, I don't, I don't care what Oakland has done up to this uh, point. Um, it's it's going to be two tough games, and the Yankees are going to have to work really hard for any win for the rest of the way. So um, buckle your seatbelts because, you know, the, <laughs> the road to the playoffs started a long time ago, and, and the Yankees have not opened the car doors for us. So let's hope it starts this week once again. You're listening to Start Spreading the News, presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the capital region's home for everything sports. CSMN founder, Kyle Milligan, and CSMN baseball reporter, Trevor Niffin. Let's get after it next week. Go follow us on at Capital Sports MN and go look at our website, CapitalSportsMN.com. Peace out, everybody. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Capital Sports MN and find all of our content on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless.